0: Ha 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 ha.
1: Welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on our thrilling 6-1 success at Hamilton on Friday night are David Forrest. David, you spent your wedding anniversary at New Douglas Park on Friday. Was that a good decision? And if I asked your wife the same question, would she agree?
2: Well, she turned to me five minutes into the game because it was her first ever Thistle game. What game it got to your first ever Thistle game. She turned to me and says, "Why the fuck do you do this every week? It's freezing. Um, I like that. This is this isn't very good. And then she just could, she just couldn't couldn't quite understand it. And then like by the time the fourth and the fifth and the sixth went like, in, and I was we were both at our seat laughing away. She she totally got it. She was like, I, I'm not I'm not as emotionally invested as everybody else, but she could see how much it meant to everybody that we were just absolutely scudding them. And yeah. A fantastic anniversary gift <laughs> to, to the two of us. I've always said I'd take our, our cup final if we got there, and based on Friday, I absolutely have to take her um, to get in the hospitality for the cup final if we ever go. Because, Jesus, what what a good luck champ!
1: Uh, absolutely. It was a shame you didn't get eight goals, one for each year you've been married. But I'm, I'm sure you'll take the six. Um, Jamie McDonald is here. Jamie, how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm brilliant. Uh, still, still buzzed off that game. What, what, what a performance? Six goals and uh, best away day for years, so man. Absolute
0: quality.
1: And rounding off our panel is Reese Haldane. Reese, how are you?
0: I am, I'm totally ecstatic after that. And it's funny you should say that, David. Like, <clears throat> I remember my first ever Fissile game. We won 5 1. And a couple of the boys that I go to the games with, their first ever game was against Stirling Albion and Fissile uh, won 6 1. And there was a wee guy behind me on the bus as well. He was there with his mate and he was a Celtic fan. And then it was the first Fissile game and Fissile won 6 1. So they've got a funny way of like dragging people into like, A lifetime of torture, but it's all good, man.
1: Reese, I'll stick with you then now uh, because you were on last week's episode where we talked about the starting eleven we'd like to see against Hamilton, and I think we all agreed that the starting eleven that uh, dispatched United pretty comfortably in the league two weeks ago was the one we wanted to see at Hamilton, and that is the one Mm -hmm. we got. So were you happy with that, and was anyone unlucky to miss out? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I think um, yeah, I was completely happy with the line-up. It was what I wanted to see. Kept the same. You win 4 now in the league, so there shouldn't be really any changes. Uh, the one guy that maybe could have came into contention was Stephen Hendry, and he wasn't even in the squad, so a bit of a strange one. I don't know if he picked up a knock or something, but aye, it was a right starting 11.
1: Jamie, it was quite a, an interesting first half, I think Ian McCall mentioned. We probably did edge it, but Hamilton certainly came into it. Towards the end of the first half, could you foresee that sort of second half at halftime?
3: Not as good as it was. No, I was hoping that we'd um, probably win three 0 That's what I was hoping for at halftime. If we could add like another two goals and get a comfortable win, but there's no way I could have seen us scoring six. It was an outrageous game. You know we haven't done that since that uh, Livingston game back in 2013. We beat them six one at home, same scoreline, and you just not expect Fisola to do that sort of thing. It was fantastic. I thought the first half was. I think the first 25 minutes, I'd say we were the dominant team. We brought the game to them and maybe we could have had one or two more goals. So that cross from Foster to Brian Graham, which heads just wide. And I uh, think Smith had a block shot as well. And we had, we had we had some good spells. Hamilton did grow into the game and they kind of blew a few big chances. Like when we backed off them a bit and we allowed, um, is it Mullen, Josh Mullen maybe his name, to advance towards us and have a shot, which then got down well too. And, they had a ball into the box, which they just didn't connect with. And I think they another ball in which their two players clashed into each other and neither headed it behind them or something like that. But I thought we probably edged the first half because I don't think they were a huge threat. They had one or two half chances. But the second half, we just, you know, we turned it we turned up to 100. We just were all over them the entire game. That could have, been, it could have easily been more than six. We know it could have been the spells we had. I mean, Tiffany just gave their fullbacks nightmares. and. Brian Graham and Zach Rudin, look that they were getting on to everything. I don't, I don't think a single player could say they played bad. Got to say Richard Foster did well that second goal. Uh, I think it's the second time this season he's done that. Tiffany's dropped in a little bit. He's done a long ball over the top. Tiffany's ran on it and we scored. I think he did it against, maybe was it Morton for one of the goals? Was that Ruddon's goal or something against Morton? He's done it, he
1: did it another time anyway during the season and
3: mm. it, it worked again. So, great stuff.
1: I just want to pick up on one of the things you said there, Jamie, because I know this is going to be a a largely positive episode, but just the one thing that sort of concerned me, and I was going to mention it after the Kilmarnock game, and I thought not to just because it could have been a one-off on that particular day, but when a midfielder or striker starts running at our two centre-halves, in particularly Mayo, I would have to say, he's got a tendency to back off and panic a little bit. I think you saw it against Kilmarnock when he allowed, I, can't, I think it was Scott Robinson run into the box and ended up bringing him down. There was also an incident in the first half against Kamarnock where I think Robinson put it through his legs and then Sned made a good save. And you saw it with the the shot that Mayo just backed off and backed off and backed off and he was terrified to engage. And as you said, Sned made a good save. And it's it's maybe something Mayo needs to work on. I say it's more Mayo than Akinola. Um I thought Mayo was brilliant on on Friday night. I'm not saying he had a bad game. I thought he dealt with everything in the air really well. Um him and I look really comfortable together, but that's just the one thing that sort of caught my eye when somebody runs, particularly at Mayo, uh, he looks he looks a bit nervous. But, um, that that's the only negative, and I'm tr- I'm pretty sure that will probably be the only negative we talk about on the on the episode this week. So David, I'll come to you. Um, we had a we had a chat at halftime and throughout the second half, and we were both a bit concerned at our fans singing things like um, "So fucking easy," for example. Um, can we play you every week and we're like oh, that, 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 this will 2-0 up away from home Our fans overly confident we've seen this movie before at what stage were you confident that the match was won on Friday night
2: Um, I, I'd probably say at 4 I would usually I, a, a minimum of 3 nil lead is what I needed to feel comfortable and even then I'm kind of like, they get my back it could be a bit dicey we've got to 4 and you seen just how abject they had been at that point, I was like, "Well, that's that's you know, there's no chance of them getting back into this." At that at that point, um, the fans started streaming out. I believe at four, and it was just yeah, it just when you got to four, you kind of thought, right, either you're going to have the most colossal fuck up in the history of football, or Hamilton are just going to still be abject and we'll just coast. I did not expect this to get six, but. Um, yeah when we got to four I was kind of like oh, The game's not there. um Yeah I, It was just Yeah it, it looked terrible Like really 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 bad it's, Some of the players When you realise When one of them Gets sold Or bought by Wolves For a million pounds And stuff like that And you're just You're just
1: like How how's, How has that happened Like I think it, it was Genuinely one of The worst opposition Performances I've seen Against us And even when we were were low in the Premiership and the Championship and even League One. I can't remember us ever putting in such an abject performance. They just looked totally shot in confidence. And I'll obviously come on to this in a lot of detail, but just just on Hamilton, I I thought they've sort of built all of their success on a team of sort of younger players, but always with a core of experienced players. And on Friday night, it just looked like they just chucked in all youngsters and had no experience to sort of help the youngsters through, and they were totally. Totally shot in confidence and it was a bit of a shame for them in the end. Obviously, we don't really care, but it was a bit of a, sh- a shame because it was just a bunch of young guys and you spoke about Matheson and the £1 million Wolves signing. He got torn apart and there was just nobody around him to get him through and in the end he got subbed off and I think you've really got to worry for Hamilton because they don't have that experienced core that's, uh, that sort of kept them up in the Premiership and uh, you worry for them going forward, but not our concern really. So Reese, come to you and I don't think there was a single failure on the park on Friday night, but who stood out for you? Who's gonna get the 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 main plaudits? Everyone was brilliant and
0: I I like you don't say that off the way but I mean genuinely every player was brilliant. Even Doc and Banzo played a, a huge part in like five or six of the goals. Uh I seen that stat on Twitter and you look back at it, like it was their balls that kinda of started the move. Um and a couple of I think it was the first goal and uh, Kieran McKenna's long throw for uh goal School. Uh, Rostock. He flicked both of them on at the the near post. so it's good. He's getting involved in the box as well, but um, you just got to look at the forwards. I know I can all Mayo were solid as well, but Tiffany Graham and Ruddin they were just electric. That was so so good to watch. Brian Graham with two goals and two assists. Ruddin with two goals and then obviously he had a hat trick, but it was rolled out far offside, which was the correct decision. Um, but for me, Tiffany was unplayable, and I said that a couple of weeks ago, if Tiffany plays well to that level, we can thrash any team in the league. If Lionel Messi put in that performance, it would have been raved about for weeks. And you talk about the young right-back, uh, he made his Rochdale debut at like 16, scored at Old Trafford and stuff, and that's what got him that move. But that's just one of the ones you play at a young age and you get that kind of hype around you. But oh my God, Tiffany tore him apart. I remember in the first half, like, I was, Cammy Smith was like playing pretty well, and he was getting the better of him. And I was just thinking... If Tiffany switches over to him, he's finished. Um, and obviously, McCall had noticed that as well, and they switched wings. But Cammy Smith had a good game too, but I just thought everyone was brilliant. But you've got to give Tiff, Tiff the man. The goals that he was producing and the one that he scored as well was brilliant. And it was weird as well, because I, I said to my mates before the game, they were all saying, oh, I can't see us getting it. And tonight, I think Hamilton all win. We're on TV, our record away is shite and stuff. But I was like, do you know what? I actually fancy us tonight. And the only other time I fancied us was when we played there at Forhill and we won 4 0. So I said to them, 4 0. And they're like, I need blah, blah, blah. blah. See, so when it went 4 0, I was howling, man. But honestly, that could have been, I'm leaving it exaggerating, it could have been 8 or 9. You look at that, that spell where we were getting all the goals, Tiffany put a ball in the box and it nearly went in for an own goal and stuff. And then we had plenty of other chances. And Connor Murray as well, that's what you like to see. Guys coming off the bench and taking their chance. We need that more often. You need Ross McIver to be doing that as well. So, um, It was nice to see Murray put himself in the frame a bit too.
1: It definitely was. I think Rhys Jenkins touched on that last week. He just said um, to make these fringe players more effective, they need more minutes in the leg. So I'm glad Murray got on early enough where he could make an impact and get his goal. Jamie, what were your thoughts on the performance?
3: I just thought we were absolutely unbelievable, to be honest. Especially, obviously, that second half, more than the first. But even in the first half, I wouldn't say there was many particular failures apart from what uh, we mentioned about players backing off a few times but in the second half I didn't think they needed to worry about that because the ball was basically in Hamilton's half it honestly felt like maybe 70% of the game was spent in their half because we were constantly on the ascendancy Tiffany was causing mayhem all night I thought the link-up play was brilliant Vanagher and Doc controlled the midfield very very well I thought the back line marshalled Hamilton for the large, large majority of the game. Obviously, they'd be really disappointed to lose that goal at the end, especially Snedden. You could see he was fuming man. He like, punched the ground in frustration, but can't can't dwell on that too much. It's annoying for them to lose their clean sheet, but you've scored six up the other end. So it's probably the least ball they've ever been for Thistle to lose a goal. Disappointed for Snedden, but it's what it is. We've scored six. I just, it was, Honestly, it was a breathtaking performance from us, and it was fantastic. I think a lot of the players who played fantastic got the goal they deserved, but a few others... Could have got a goal who I thought had a had a really good game, a goal for someone like Brostock. Too. I thought he had a great game. It would have be been nice for him to score from like a corner or something, or maybe even Cammy Smith in the first half. But it was just great to see such a togetherness in the performance as well. I think they mentioned that the BBC highlights, because I've watched the game back, and they said you could see the togetherness in the team. And It's true. Every single goal, basically, the whole team came up and celebrated, even the second one. It's not like it's a casual celebration. You look what it meant to them. Brian Graham's absolutely loving it. And everyone just went up to him and celebrated like it was... I think the BBC said something like they celebrated like it was a last-minute winner. and it really was. You can see the Terenas and their squad after coming up from League One and the players that we brought in as well. They look like they've really bought into McCall's methods. And we've got a favourable run of fixtures in the next two games. I know we'll get on to it. But um, our next two games are Dunfermline and Morton. I think the Dunferman one will be tough. But Morton, apart from Hamilton, are uh, one of the worst sides we've played this season. I don't want to jinx that because we're playing them away. And in recent years we've never really you know, we've never won convincingly away at Capolow. So I think there'll be two tight games. But the two games we've gotta be we've got to be looking to win and hopefully continue a good run and solidify our position in the top four.
1: Absolutely. We'll definitely go on to, to previewing some of the upcoming games a bit later on. Just the one thing I wanted to mention about what you just said there, Jamie, the Jamie Snedden reaction when we conceded, I, I loved it. He's not a goalkeeper that you really see a lot of emotion from very often but to see how much the clean sheet meant to him, even when we were six and a half, I thought I thought it was great to see. I really enjoyed that. Um, David, we'll, we'll come to you. What were your thoughts on the performance?
2: Yeah, it it's just it, it it was just an incredible game. Like it's one of the I think it is hands down my my favourite pistol game I've been to. Um, just the way that we were playing, we talked through the whole season about how we, we're, we're creative, we're putting the ball in, we're, we're playing free-flowing football. We talked a lot about it at the start of the season, you know, and like the Rangers friend, the Lenny Kelly and stuff like that, where just the sort of freedom that we were playing with. And I think, no, you know, obviously, over the last couple of weeks, we've maybe seen that stifled a little bit. But between this and the air game, we just seen, when we are on it, we are absolutely on it. Tiffany, just absolutely doing the two players to get through for the sixth goal. Made, uh, and everyone made a noise. I don't think I've ever heard Thistle hands going, it was like a, oh, oh, ah! Like a double woe, and then just everyone just, like, absolutely incredulous at how just this piece of skill. And it was just that moment where you, we were so good, that you just feel at like this moment of individual brilliance, and you're just like, fucking hell, am I actually watching Patrick Thistle? Who, who is this team I'm watching? I I t- thought Tiffany was absolutely unplayable. I did, like, him. Um, Stevie Wallace, bamming up Banzo, um on Twitter, saying six goals and not a single assist for Bannigan, But I mean, as as Reece said, he was all over the shop doing doing so much for this and contributing to these goals, even if it wasn't an assist. I, it just it was just absolutely lovely, like it just it, a complete performance, not a single person that I would not give passbacks at the very least, even the subs. We were absolutely brilliant, and it was just a joyous occasion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you've all mentioned, the front three deserve immense credit. And I'd probably say for rudden and Tiffany, that was probably their best performance in a thistle shot. I think that also probably applies to Richard Foster. I want to give him a shout because I know we've been maybe a little bit critical of him this season. But I thought he was fantastic. And I thought that was probably his best performance in a thistle shot. And I think Jamie mentioned the ball he played down line to Tiffany. That was an excellent pass. He was brilliant all night. There there was not a failure across the park. As you say, it's obviously not sustainable just because (laughs) you're not going to score six goals and play that well every week. But it it definitely... We've talked about momentum a lot this season and it hopefully will give us a bit of momentum getting into the next few games. So before we move on to the next few games and looking back at at the first quarter of the season, I just want to ask you all, what is your favourite high-scoring Thistle game that you've been to? So a game that Thistle have have comfortably won, scoring lots of goals. What's your favourite? David, I'll come to you first.
2: I've got a couple. Before this uh, before this game, my favourite Thistle game of all time was the 5-0 against Atties uh, with Dylan scoring four and Eccles getting the goal as well. I uh, Just a brilliant night out. And again, it was very similar and it was absolutely freezing. You kind of wonder, why do you bother doing this? Uh, it's so cold you could be in the house and then you pull out something like that Remind you why that's why I do this, but I I do love um, any time that we give Clyde a shoe, regardless of what competition it is. So you know, that it can be any sort of Diddy Cup, whatever. But the the two that stand out was obviously the 9 1 against them in the Glasgow Cup was incredible, absolutely love that. Alex Jones and Mitch Austin linking up like Muller and Lewandowski to absolutely destroy. a bunch of 15 year olds at Clyde, it was, it was wonderful, especially because Clyde celebrated their one goal as if they scored in their cup final, um, and then get shooed 9-1. But as well as that, we played Clyde in the Ironbrook Cup in the first year that the Colts were in it. And it was our Colts team against Clyde. And I remember it was one of my first a away games. We beat them 5-0, and it was, it was a, a, a defeat so bad that Barry Ferguson, who was managing at the time, got square gold in the car park by a fan. With the guys came in, don't you know what this means? This is fizzle, this is unacceptable, get out of my club! And it was just the the the, the funniest thing, and it, um, I remember there was a bunch of Clyde fans there as well, singing about Shawfield, and somebody behind me just shouted, why are you singing about Shawfield? Do you go to the Greyhounds? And they left the, the, the game because they were so embarrassed that they'd been iced so badly by these guys at them. Um, uh, yeah, so I'd probably say the five nil of the Colts against Clyde
3: was I was a great night out, so I would definitely suggest that. Jamie? I don't know, there's a few good shouts in there, like David mentioned that five 0 against Hamilton. That was a fantastic game. I remember that five two game, away to Kelly, that was a really entertaining one as well. Uh but obviously that that one last night was that was something. that was something. Oh, it wasn't last night, sorry, two nights ago. That was something else, man. That 6-1 at Hamilton. I i I'm gonna have to go with it. I know it might not be, you know the most spectacular fixture it's not like a cup semi-final or a league decider or whatever but it was just uh, it's just fantastic man like a six goal performance in, in, in any division is really entertaining to watch um it's the first time i've seen festival score six in person so i it was uh, it's just just fantastic man it's, what a game and i know we've gone over it a lot and if it was kind of wax lyrical the entire team here but it was just it was just fantastic. So I'm going to have to go with the Friday night game.
1: Reese, what about
0: you? I was having a wee think about it there. Um, I, I would have said it was not a comfortable one, but one of the most enjoyable games I was at was the 5 4 game against Queen's Park at Hamden in the Ramses Cup back in the day. We were 4 3 down going into the 90th minute, and Banzo and Erskine both popped up with two goals in injury time. They win at 5 4. That was an incredible day. But I would have always said 7-0 against Cedric for Hill. But back then, I, I was a lot younger. I was about 12, 13. Um, and I was sitting in the Jackie Husband stand with my grander. It was an enjoyable day. I loved that game. But as, as Jamie said, Friday night, it was, it was it was mental. We were so, so good. And as, as David said earlier, it wasn't like watching Partick Thistle. Everything that we were doing was like just players at their peak. Um, and we went 3-0 up. We went 4-0 up. We were scoring beautiful goals. And you're just thinking to yourself, this can't get any better. And then we'd score a fifth. And then two minutes later, Tiff's like beating two men as if like as if they're not even there. Um just the football we're playing was brilliant, away from home. Um and as, as has been said already, that's why you keep doing it. People say, Why do you go to every game? Like you will get beat, it's a one nil it's a one nil loss, a nil nil. But that's the games that you keep going to every game for. And now one once in every hundred games or something, more than that. Once in every 200 games, you'll get a 6-1, you'll get a 5-0. And that's what makes it all worth it. So it was brilliant.
1: No, absolutely. Well said. And um, I think Friday night's probably top for me. I think the only one, when I was sitting in the away end on Friday night, the game that popped into my head was the one a couple of seasons ago at Dens Park when we won 3-1. And I know that wasn't as high scoring, but it was just the, the flurry of the three goals we got at Dens Park was sort of similar to the... The Aki's game, we almost couldn't believe what you were watching for that five ten minute spell, um, and I think as recent Jamie have mentioned, with a few a few great high scoring games in the the 12, 13 promotion season against Airdrie, Dunfermline, Morton, we we had some great games in that sort of era, but um, I I think Friday night probably tops it for me. Reese, I'll come straight back to you, and um, that's the end of the first quarter of the season. So we've played everybody once. We've got five wins and four defeats. The four defeats are to the the teams and the the rest of the teams in the top five, and we've, we've defeated the the bottom five teams in the league. How would you assess the first quarter of the game? I think taking into account that we are a newly promoted team as well. How would you assess it? You know what? I'm happy, but I could be happier.
0: And as you say, like the four losses, it's been against the four teams above us, and it's not great. It would have been nice to have won one of those games just to give us that sort of like that sporting edge over those teams above us. It, it would help our confidence a wee bit as well because. Beating all the teams below us is great, and it was kind of reminiscent of the the year we got top six in the Premiership because every single game against like teams below us I knew that we'd win. I was just so confident about it. We'd be playing Motherwell, Dundee, teams like that, and I just knew that we were going to pick up three points. And it's almost similar this season. I'm going into these games pretty confident, especially for how we're playing Dunfermline, Morton and stuff. I just I kind of think we're going to we're going to do it. But when it's come to the teams that are in the playoff spots with us. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we were maybe lacking a wee bit of confidence, but I think that could all change now. You know, like that game, there, that game the other night on Friday on TV, players winning 6-1, they'll have a bit, of, a bit of confidence about them now and teams will be a wee bit more wary. They'll be like, oh. Because like, everyone would have been watching that game and I think that's a bit of a bad thing for us because Tiffany and Rudden, there will be teams definitely sniffing about them now and it worries me a wee bit that out our contract pressure. If we could have picked up a win against a Kelly or a Rafe or something, It'd been even that bit more happier, but as McCall said, although it was a pretty good start, we've got to make it, make it the worst quarter of our season because we need to just keep improving from here. David, what about
1: you? Are you happy? Yeah,
2: so echoing much the same sentiments as weeks, and I I feel very confident about us against teams in the bottom five, where I think we have more than enough about us where we will clean up against most of those teams um, and I think give ourselves a, a good bedrock of points and wins just keep picking them up that we can use to then make a challenge it, it, it sounds silly because there's what 27 games to go but it is still in our hands, we can pull it back we've done it before, we can do it again it would, again, I, th- I think you're right that it would be nice if we had one of the teams above us it, again, it's right, really them in a little bit and as well as it us a bit of confidence but I mean, if you look at it over the, like, like the, two, the last two games and the next two games, you've had 4-0, Hamilton 6-1, against Dunfermline, who, you know, if you look at like, Dunfermline Twitter, especially after they posted that statement about how they weren't getting rid of Peter Grant, they're not in great shape at the moment either, and similarly, eh, Morton as well aren't looking too great as well, so th- there is a real chance for this to go on a wee run of like three or four. Dominant games Similar to in League one last season When we were Just absolutely Hoofing teams For a couple of weeks After the After the resumption um, And just put The free and Scoring as many goals As we can I mean I I, know, I noticed the stat today That we are the top Scoring team In Scottish football At the moment Like we are By far and away Above everyone else In terms of how many goals We're scoring And we've not drawn yet Which also isn't a it's an amazing start when you think about it because it's a whole quarter. And, yeah, we just don't do draws. We live by the sword and die by the sword. You know, if we're going to win, we're going to put in goals. If we're going to lose, we're going to we're going to lose. We're not going to settle for a 1-1 or 0-0. We are very much on the front foot and looking to try and get back into games and stuff like that. And, yeah, I think you can be happy with what's gone on so far. There's a lot of football still to play, but we are scoring... So, so well. We're scoring more goals than like the old firm and hibs and hearts and all that. And we, we are playing with a, such a creativity that I'm, I'm excited to see what we do, uh coming into the next quarter. Cause I think there's going to be, there's going to be some fun there. And again, like other teams will drop points as well. And it's, it's by no means over. We can, we can do it. We can still pull it in and get back into what we all want. A title fight. Not even necessarily that we'll win the title, but to be in that equation is what you want. And I think that we can do that.
3: Jamie? I mean, when it comes to the title, I'm not sure. I mean, like David said, just to be in and around in some sort of title race would be fantastic. Personally, I don't quite think we have enough to win the title this season, but I think we're more than capable of finishing in that top four. But I'd love to be proven wrong on my first point, and if we could go and push for the title all season, I'd absolutely love that. It would be an unreal first season back in the championship, but I think we're more than capable of finishing in Actually, second down, to be honest. I mean, I originally was saying fourth is what I said at the start of the season with leeway into thirds, but I think we could finish second as well. But if we could finish in the playoffs, that's the main That's the main thing. If we could just get that the first season back up, I don't see many fans grumbling about it, saying, oh, it's a terrible season, we only got fourth or whatever. But we've got the firepower up front to beat any team in this league on our day. Because, in my opinion, we've got the best front line in this division. I mean, the stats have proven it so far. We've got the most goals by, I think six. I think Arbro for six goals behind us on seventeen, and we're on twenty-three. But obviously the defensive side might have let us down on occasions. But we we have got a good team, and we're more than capable of finishing in the top four. So bring it on, really.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I think I'm quite happy as well. I think if I was to grade it, I'd probably give it a B. Obviously, it's not been perfect. We've lost four games, and we have conceded a few goals. I think if you look even at the last three weeks, if you include the Queen of the South game, because that was that was a wonder goal that, that beat us, the defence does seem to have tightened up a little bit. Obviously, Jamie Sneddon's had a, had a run at it and been very good since Inverness. Um, Holt and Akinola are forming a pretty decent partnership back there. Foster's improving. Kevin Holt's playing well. Even Kieran McKenna, I think, is getting a little bit better. So I think the, de- the defence is improving from where it was even a month ago. And it, we've, we've talked about it since the summer, we're, we're dead excited about Tiffany, Graham Rudden, even Cammie Smith now, Um, that, that and we're getting the rewards for that, as David said, the top goal scorers in the league, so I think, if we had four exactly the same quarters, we'll probably be in the playoffs, and we'll probably be alright, but I think, as Ian McCall said, that could be our worst quarter, and I'd still give it a B, so yeah, I think, I think we're in a good place going forward, and it Talking about going forward, we're all about the, the seamless links on this podcast. We'll have a look at the Dunfermline game on Saturday. Jamie, I'll come to you. Um, Dunfermline picked up a, a late point at home to Kilmarnock on, on Saturday there. Are you more concerned about playing Dunfermline now than you might have been three or four weeks ago? Is this a game we should, we should be winning? And what sort of game are you expecting on Saturday? I
3: mean... Yeah, as a game, we should be winning because if we want to be serious but challenging around the top, going by the table, Dunfermline the bottom of the league. We're at home. We've just come off the back of two fantastic league games in a row. We're want, you know, we're a free-scoring team right now. We want to be winning this game. I'm a nervous for it. Yes, even though we're off the back of a 4-0 and a 6-1 in the league, Dunfermline, you know, they'll, they'll want to end this poor run at some point. I think they've got four draws out of the last five games. You know They're not a team that's getting smashed every week, but they're definitely an underperforming team and their fans will be getting incredibly impatient about how it's going. I know that I mean, Peter Grant was under a lot of pressure, even though they came out with that statement backing him. But he can't just continue to you know, not pick up points forever. Five points out of the opening nine games is really poor for a team like and, you know I, I've put them in my early season prediction as second. I was completely wrong about that so far anyway. I thought they were going to be up challenging at the top because they have got a good squad. So on the day, they are probably capable of, of a good performance. But, you know, we want to be laying down a market here as well. Am going on a good run? Like I said, we've got two fixtures in a row. Confirming and Martin, they're two winnable games. They're two games we want to be winning if we want to be in that, you know, in and around. Especially if we want to be challenging for the title. We even just want to be in and around the top four. Solidify our place up there. Get a really good start to the second quarter of the season. Then yeah, I think we really have to be going for this game. Just go for them similar who we have in the last two games. And I think we can win this game. I'm I'm a little bit more nervous for it as I said because you know that we're wanting to end this bad run sometime. But if we play to our best, I think we can win.
1: Rhys, would you? Uh, this is probably the easiest question I'll ever ask. But would you play the same starting eleven on Saturday? And can we have a score prediction for the game?
0: Uh you've got to stick with a winning team, and I know McCall does like to do that more often than not. He likes to kind of keep the same eleven if we're playing well. And as Jamie just said there, like see at the start of the season, <clears throat> I thought Dunfermline were going to be a really strong outfit. They'd made a, a lot of signings, a lot of decent signings as well. It looked like they were kind of buying everyone that kind of became available. And at the start of the season, I was worried about the league game. Not worried, but like I thought that they would be really good. And for us to pick up that three 0 win was brilliant. And now they've not won a game all season yet in the league, but I'm kind of more nervous about this game because we should be winning. And it's turned out that this Dunfermline team. Who'd kind of assembled a really good squad for this level? This game's now a, like a banana skin of a fixture. Like we could end up. It's mad that that's the case now. But uh, if we kind of if we lose this one, it looks like a terrible result for us. And Ferman um, have kind of done one over on us. But if, we, as Jamie said, if we want to mount a decent challenge, we've got to be winning this. I don't. I, my score prediction. I'll I'll say two 0 alpha. So. Not as high scoring as recent weeks, but I think it'll be 2-0. In fact, I'll
1: say 2-1. Oh, if you go if you go 2-1, I was going to back you up, but I'll go 2-0 then, because I, th- I think the defence are, are looking better, and I think we'll keep a clean sheet, and as you said, we probably almost certainly won't be as high scoring, so I'll go 2-0. Jamie, a score prediction from you? I usually go more uh, safe options with like a 2-1 or something, but you know what? Given
3: recent games, I'm going to say 3-0 first, although I could see 3-1 as well, so I'll stick with
1: 3-0, but I can see 3-1. And David, your score prediction?
2: I think it's probably better that we're playing them now as opposed to the other end of the quarter because I think that by halfway through the season they will have picked, started picking up points and gotten into some sort of shape. We rolled them over in the last game we played them. They have not won all season. You saw what we did on Friday. Like We were playing with such creativity that we should be beating them, definitely, um, and, I, and I think that we, we will. Come obviously a very different side because that's, you know, it's Tommy Wright, they're hard to break down, stuff like that. They're not playing the same sort of attacking flair that we're playing with at the moment. So maybe it's just because I'm still high from Friday and watching that game. But I I, I want a scudging. I want five.
0: Five-nil,
2: Thistle.
1: Jeez, oh man. Absolutely no holding back.
0: How good would it be, like, if we do pump them at the weekend and we're going to be wearing that 1971 anniversary kit? That will just look class. Like, just see with, like the old number and stuff on it as well. I think it'll be so nice to see that kit in action on Saturday.
1: Just, just before we we move on, we've got some listener contributions. So I asked for, what's your favourite high-scoring game? Um, so Jack Meadows said the 5-1 win against Falkirk in 2002, with Miles Hogarth's howler and Alex Totten punching the dugout in frustration. Um, Ross Alexander got in touch and said that the 5-4-1 against Queen of the South around 2,000 at and um, when each goal was scored by a different player. Um, we also got um, contributions from Eck who also mentioned that 5-1-1 against Infermline in the promotion season and Hingway Bobber said the 6-3 against Dundee with George Shaw getting three and an added bonus of Billy Dodds getting pumped too. So while we are on listener contributions, we have a listener question it comes from Barry O'Neill and he's asked, with the women's team getting a win with an outfield player in goals which outfield player in the men's team would you want in goals in a similar situation so David I'll come, with, I'll come to you with that first I mean I, I know it's one of two people
2: Um, it's got to be I think, I think, Banzo, I think Banzo would be great and goals. I play anywhere and he'll he'll, he'll do a job absolutely so I'd probably say Banzo however as well as that Brian Graham as well I think Brian Graham would probably be quite good Um, he knows how to use his hands put it that way I
1: am with you I think Brian Graham has got that Oliver Can vibe where nobody would go absolutely anywhere near him because he'd just get knees elbows out he'd he'd dominate his box certainly and he'd be up for it he'd definitely be up for it Um, Jamie what about you? Going to make a
3: hat-trick, I was going to say Brian Graham. Yeah, I just think he's the kind of player who would command his box well. He'd communicate well in goals as well, and I feel he's just a player who'd put in a shift anywhere for us.
0: Reese, any advancement on Brian Graham? Yeah, I'm actually going to say Kevin Holt. We've seen him play a couple of positions already this season. Pretty solid, wherever he's played. Um, and he's not afraid to put his body on the line, as we've seen the other night, for the sake of the club. Uh, took a sore one to the head, so I think he'd than goals. He'd be diving about non-stop.
2: I'm gutted that um, Kenny Miller never got a shot in goals because I would to completed the whole set of positions for this. He needs to play the never-fucking position for this when he was at up front. Um, uh, yeah, a, a, probably an extra player probably Kenny Miller is the one I'd like to see. I think that would be really funny as well <laughs> seeing Kenny Miller try to...
1: as a custodian between the sticks. We'll, we'll move on to our partridge thistle section this week. And um, as... Aki's attendance was announced with 1,173 home fans. I'm going to ask you all, when have you ever wildly exaggerated? So David, I'll come to you on that one. When have you ever wildly exaggerated? And I could probably tell you this answer for yourself on episode one of Draw, Loser, Draw when you said that a 1-1 draw with <laughs> Tanadice was the best performance you've seen from Partick Thistle my old Storey was playing through the middle. I'll probably give it that one. If you've ever exaggerated more than that, I'd love to hear it. Well, the, the first half was amazing. The city you not maybe knows
2: but yeah, but now it's my second best Thistle performance of all time after, the, after Friday.
1: Jamie, what about you? When have you wildly exaggerated? <laughs> uh.
3: Probably about some festival performance or something. I think I once said I um, I got fooled by I can't believe this by like some highlight reel of Bryson Tambwe <laughs> before he played for us uh, on Twitter, and then I was like to one of my friends, oh yeah, he'll be he'll be way too good for this level. He'll be like he'll be like a level above, <laughs> and I was just banging on about how great Bryson Tambwe was going to be for us, and obviously you know he didn't exactly mould himself into a club legend, so. I asked
1: this off the top of my head. I always
3: try to make it fast little related. He,
1: he's a legend to me, Jamie. He'll always be remembered for that. The one in the 5-1 defeat at Capital. What the streets will not forget.
2: You see, I, I always remember, I think, I can't remember what game it was, um, but I always remember you just post-A tweeting, I love Bryson Tambly at a game. I don't even think he'd scored. I just think he'd played quite well, but I remember you and that tweeting I love Bryson Tambly. And like, I, I really liked him as well. I thought he was actually quite good. And as well as that, of course, he didn't really take down six SAS men at that training game. Uh, training all day. Um, so, uh, you know, and Tamboy
1: the streets will never forget. I think he got lumped into that sort of the bad Archie signings. And I think he was probably one of the better ones. And he just never got played under Caldwell. And he almost turned into a bit of a joke figure just because he never played. And then the SAS things happened and I always thought when he was on the park, he had an absolute new cup at Inverness. Like he was terrible up at Inverness, and he got subbed off after about half an hour. But other than that, I always thought he was all right. He came on, broke up the play, put himself about. Was was very effective in both boxes at set pieces. I, I it definitely wasn't the worst player we had that season. But sorry, Reece, on you go. When have you wildly exaggerated?
0: I couldn't give you any specifics really. But like, you ever go to a game and you're watching it live, and you're like you tell your mates about the game and you're like, oh, we should have seen that goal Fissle scored today 40 yards out top bag and then you watch it back on the highlights and he's like, edge of the box and it's dribbled in the top corner.
1: But you've just like, <laughs> seen it differently. That happens all the time. As always, thank you for joining us on Draw, Lose or Draw. Thank you to David, Jamie and Rhys for joining me this week. We'll be back next week to look back on, hopefully, another win against Inferman and to look ahead to Morton away and Inverness at home until then stay safe. buy a season ticket.